0: Welcome back to episode 103 of Your Best Year Starts Here.
1: Your best year, it starts right here. starts right here. Perhaps the best is this one. Is that what we've done? Episode at three, 103. 103, yeah. Oh, that's right. Apologies. See, what we do is the way we do our work is we try and do six or seven episodes in one go so we're ready for literally two months at a time Uh, because we're consistent in our message we seem to be congruent and we seem to be on topic for most weeks and so for this week i wanted to talk about something that's really important to me which is about consistency as well as a friend of mine uses this phrase steve head low hanging fruit Mm -hmm. so if you want your life to work and you are consistent in your behavior, and you have clients that love and trust you, and you aim for what we call low-hanging fruit clients. These are people that love and trust you already, that if you ring them up, they're likely to allow you a chat about a new product you might be producing or selling. I hate the phrase cold calling. Okay, It just... Uh huh. From a mindset. And and, and
0: if you've ever done sales, you'll hate doing cold calling too, right? But
1: from a mindset point of view, the idea you're going to have to do a cold call, it literally puts shivers up people's spines because you're talking to somebody who doesn't know who you are, doesn't care. And you've got about 11 seconds to explain. So if you have a client list of people, who you have done some work with and you have been better than an 8.5 out of 10, they become low-hanging fruit and they're what we call warm leads. So here's your homework exercise for this, this week, Neil, is I want you to think of 50 people who you could call up to say, I'm going to send you my new book because Neil is writing a book. He did start it in kindergarten. He then <laughs> progressed when he was in university. Uh, He's gone through 17 marriages, 14 relationships, (laughs) and he's nearly finished this book uh, because he listened to his own bullshit on the title, which is called Done Meets Perfect, and um, he's virtually ready for it to launch. So I'm going to give Neil advice, but this is to everyone. Instead of trying to sell it to a bookmaker, to sell it to a distributor right now and you'd have to explain who you were i know you've got more than 50 clients you've worked with over the last couple of years who've loved the work you've done is to ring them up to say look i've got a book that i've just written i'd like to send it to you and then in two weeks time to ring them up again and say did you get the book have you read chapter one can we do something with some of your team and your staff? And there's a good chance they're going to invite you to a conversation. They may not invite you to the whole works and book you there and then, there and then. but at least you've got an invite and your self-esteem is going to be, oh, cool, let's have a discussion about it. Yep. Let's see or let's fix the date.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of things I want to jump in on that and say. I mean, first of all, my intention in the world we live in right now is I'm going to publish it myself anyway. And I think that's an important lesson for anybody and everyone listening to this. The big challenge even a decade ago was the gatekeepers of content. You know, if you wanted to be on TV, you needed a TV production company to think your idea was interesting enough to put you on TV. If you wanted a book out, you needed a publisher. If you like everything and anything, you needed somebody else to make it happen. We now live in a world where anything we want to publish, we can publish. Now, just because we publish something doesn't mean we get an audience. And so you're dead right. You know, people that already know who I am, who've already heard me talk about Dumb Beats Perfect, whatever else, that's the immediate audience for the book. 100% it is. You know, it's not, hey, there's all these people in the world that have Amazon accounts and might want to buy it. It's who knows who Neil Martin is and might want to buy it, is, is the starting point. But the other thing I want to pick up on, you, you know, you said about I've been writing this book forever, and it does feel a little bit like that. And um, while you were talking, i got my computer in front of me. I've actually just pulled up the, the, the working manuscript of the book. And um, chapter 14
1: of the book... Sorry, just for everyone to know, he has more than six chapters, which means it's a very big book.
0: It's not actually that big, but some of them are quite short. Chapter 14 of the book is called A Confession. And I'm just going to read you a little bit of this book right now. And this was unplanned, but I think it, I think it's appropriate from where you've gone. So chapter 14, A Confession. Before we get to the next part of this book, I want to share something with you. It might seem like a strange thing for an author to share. You might think of it as a weird or unnecessary interlude, but I'm going to share it anyway. At this point in the writing process, I got stuck. Yes, you read that correctly. I got stuck and I procrastinated whilst writing a book about overcoming procrastination and getting things done. There is such an irony to it that I felt I had to share it with you. I even put a few posts on social media saying, I'm writing a book about procrastination. I'm not sure I'll ever get finished. People thought I was joking, and I wasn't. So why am I sharing this? Now, the book goes on and explains why I'm sharing it and and blah, 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 blah.
1: The reason he's not telling us is that you buy the book. And I recommend you buy the book. If you want
0: me to, I can carry on reading. I'm just (laughs) conscious of the length of a podcast episode. My point, though, and and the point I wanted to make here is... You know, we talk about consistency, we talk about being congruent, we talk about having integrity, we talk about all that kind of stuff. I'm, I've literally written a book based on my own personal experience of how to like overcome adversity, challenges, get things done, you know, like, reshape your life, reshape your business, all that kind of stuff. Um, but in the process of doing it, I got stuck. You know, I, I got to a point where I was like, I don't actually know how I want to explain the next part of this book. And it was only really by hitting the pause button that it, that it came to me. And I think the big part of that was stepping into the identity of actually, Neil, you are now an author. Because I don't think I was there. I think I was at a point of, Neil, you're a guy that's trying to write a book. And
1: well, there's a difference. Who, well, so that goes back to, who are you pretending to be? And you were pretending to be an author without acknowledging the words of... Because if you'd have woken up and said the words, I am an author...
0: Then you start writing exactly you
1: know, that. Exactly so, that. Which is ironic, because I didn't know we were going that place. But I think I shared with you, and I know you've seen my office, for a long time I had my book covers done first. Now, this is for anybody who's never written a book. Traditionally, you have an idea, you write on literally on pieces of paper, then because Neil was much more sophisticated than me, he writes on a laptop, and then at some point you go to a publisher or you go to a designer to publish your book cover. Nigel being Nigel has always done it differently. My very first thing I do is I design my book cover... So I can see what it's going to look like at the end. Because there's a phrase that says, start with the end in mind. Because you've done it the other way around, and you get to chapter 14 in a way, and your mindset says, I'm not really an author. I would like to be an author. Yep. So so I want everyone to know who listens to our podcast, Neil and I go through all the emotions that everyone else does. Our lives are not complete. We have relationship issues. We have partnership issues. We have work issues. Not every single client pays us all up front for three years of work. And the difference between us and most other podcasters and speakers who are on the internet... We are real. We do it from my home, so you can see that whilst we have a home and I love my home, that sometimes life doesn't work. And the more real you are, so your confession, Neil, is what everyone does but doesn't share. Exactly, and and that was why I decided to put it in a book. It's
0: like, I've I've read countless self help books. I mean, probably you know hundreds, literally hundreds of books, and the books that resonate with me the most are the ones where actually somebody doesn't pretend to be the guru on the hill with all the answers if you're the guru on the hill with all the answers and you're infallible i don't believe you you know even if i see what you put on instagram and facebook and it, i don't actually believe you because that's not your whole life that's your highlight reel
1: and, and what also it's your you know? it's your mindset because for you People aren't perfect. They can have a really good life. Yeah. But somewhere along that, I mean, remember I said to you, who am I pretending to be? And I, and, I, and I apologize if I've shared this. You know, I was pretending to be Jimmy Connors. And then I realized that he just got divorced. And he said, I'd give up everything to have the woman of my dreams. And I just met my wife. I then said, I want to be Jack Canfield. And, and I'm not going to embarrass Jack. But I was doing a training course with him where he had a horrific breakup with his wife. Um, he had nearly a breakdown, and I had to do two of the processes I was facilitating with Jack Canfield. And when there's an, a process we do where you put an arrow in someone's neck. Yep. You need to be in the right mindset to do the process. And Jack asked me, and I was honoured, and I apologise to sound like I'm gloating, but in nineteen, hold on, nineteen ninety eight, he asked would I do the arrow process to lead it for 200 delegates because he was in the wrong space because he was going through a horrific divorce. I was still with my wife. So the people who I thought I wanted to be were having the same shit that I've had, have, and all the rest. So be very careful when you have these idols because they're going through the same stuff. Every TV star, and I always joke about someone like Rod Stewart. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a sexy guy who's got a great voice, who sold 100 million albums. Mm-hmm. But you know why he sold 100 million albums? Because he's got to pay for four wives. <laughs> He'd only have to sell 20 if he just live with the same woman and each wife looks <laughs> like the last one. So it's all good to say, I'd like to be a rock star. Well, you've got to be a rock star for 40 years to pay for four wives. There are, I mean, there are very few people who, they are. you know, there's the phrase that says compare all of you to all of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, but I mean, one of the other things that's actually in the book is I talk about, you know, <laughs> there's this big thing that gets talked about a lot of modelling, right? And, you know, if you want to speed up the process of something, find people who've done it before you, model what they did, whatever. One of the big points I make in the book when I – because I do talk about that a little bit – is modern, model the patterns, not the people. So look at four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people that have been on a path similar to the one you're trying to walk and go – What's the thing that's in common that they all did that got them a result? Like, don't don't try and get a guru and go, "I want to be that guru." Go, what's the successful behaviours? What are the I can habits? hear a song coming
1: from Jungle Book here. I just left. the I room I just left the. want to be here. like you. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> um, but you know, but it's but it's literally it's what's the, what's the behaviours I need to adopt? What are the rituals, the habits, the things that if I did them every single day would move me to where I want to well, be? You
1: know, I share that the M of the impact code is model. And now I talk about, you know, which companies do you admire? And don't go into the whole story. What's just one thing? So like Amazon asked that extra question. McDonald's asked that extra question. Uh, You know, every major business, you know, I've been speaking for 20-odd years, and some of the behaviours that people adopt, of course it would be brilliant. If every single time a client rang me up and I said, "Could you? would you like fries with it? I mean, just think about what your business would look like yep. because McDonald's do it so well because it's consistent, which is how we started this podcast. It's consistent behavior they constantly ask. They're always asking low-hanging fruit people because the person's in the shop already oh, really? yeah, exactly. asking. They're not going to the middle of the streets, someone who's going to a health food shop to say, instead of buying that low bio biodegradable drink that's got alkaline and all those other stuff, would you like a McDonald's? I don't think McDonald's would sell that well if they were asking the wrong people. I bought something yesterday, right,
0: online. True story. I bought something online yesterday that as part of the checkout process, it said, would you like to add a mystery product of our choosing for £5? So for five extra pounds, the company I'm buying from will choose an extra product that they'll ship with what I'm already buying. I bet which, you did. which they guarantee is worth more than the five pounds they did guarantee it's worth more than 10 pounds they guarantee it's worth more than the five pounds they're going did, to charge you it. and i tick the box because i want to know what my magic gift for a fiver is
1: now here's the point so you how many
0: people do that you yeah, know but you
1: see here's, here we've got low hanging fruit exactly so you haven't quite completed your sale so here we've got three things going on you're online talking to somebody so that could be one of your clients you already work with. Yep. You're offering them your book or something else. And then you say, just before I put the phone down, I'm going to offer you something else. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. And I may not have even written it yet. It might not exist. Yeah, exactly. But for a fiver, you can have it. But here's the point. If 700 people all said to you, Neil, yes, I'll take it. Would you write another book quickly? Exactly. So here's the exactly. point for everyone listening to it's this It's weird, podcast. actually, on
0: that on that exact point, sorry to interrupt you, but I've actually um, I put a post out on Facebook about the title of the book and I've had the, the same title for the book since before I started writing it, but I then kind of got this, mm, I've got another idea in my head which could kind of work and I wouldn't have to change the book too much and I just put it out there to see what, what response it would get. And the majority of people who've responded are people that already know me, so they're that low-hanging fruit to that, you know um from that respect you know they've heard the message before and uh, there's been several people who've been like that should be the sequel so not only have people not read the book yet they're (sighs) going i not only want the book i want the book that comes after the book and it's like
1: so now you've got a double low-hanging fruit because once they get the first book and i know it would be great because i've you've shared some of the book with me but now they're saying is there a follow-up to the plan Yep, because no book is complete in its entirety because the, the, the work that you're thinking of now is different to the work that you started yeah. with.
0: Well, And here's the other thing I'll say on that is having stepped into that ide- that identity of, you know, I am an author.
1: Yeah. I've
0: Oops. actually decided I am an author. I actually see writing... It's something I've done pretty much my entire life, but I haven't always shared. You know, I've, I've written poetry. But I've written song lyrics. I've written all kinds of stuff. And I've held it back because of fear of judgment and rejection yeah. and everything else. And I've stepped into an identity that says, I've been writing for not quite 45 years, but you know, the majority of my life, I'm now going to start publishing more of what I'm writing. And so when I say, you know, I take the identity of author, I'm not saying I take the identity of author of one book. I'm saying I take the identity of author. And as soon as this book's done, I'm not guaranteeing there'll be another book out quickly, but I plan to continue writing and I've made a commitment to myself, I'm going to write every single day, whether that's like a short verse of poetry, or it's a paragraph, or it's a page, or I'm going to I write I promise you you'll write another day. book
1: quite quickly, because when your book physically leaves your house that get, gets posted to the first person, your daughter or your son or your partner's going to go, I'm so proud of you, and now let's get another one out. Because that's the R of Smarter Goals, that reward of your self-esteem boost. Yeah. I know that when you write a book and you physically hold your book, your whole energy will change. And the nail that you are today will be very different to when you physically hold your book and you ring your mum and you send a copy to your mum and your whole face is now smiling, for those people who are hearing it who aren't seeing him, because your mum will be so proud. Yeah. And that idea that my boy, who couldn't write and failed English O-level, see, I failed, but he probably (laughs) didn't, has now written a book. I could have done better. Yeah. So we're going to end this week with be consistent. Who are your low-hanging fruits? And we would love you to share this podcast to other people because you are our low-hanging fruit. And
0: and the one thing I'm going to chuck in there as well is don't, don't give up on stuff. If there's something you want to do, just do the damn thing. And I was talking to a friend of mine last weekend and we were talking about my book. And I actually said to this friend of mine, I said, here's the thing. During the process of writing the book, I've realized I'm not actually writing it for anybody but me. I'm writing this book for me. It's it's therapeutic for me to write the book. If other people get something from the book, fantastic. But the actual audience I'm writing the book for is me a few years ago. It's me. I'm writing it for me. And my friend actually said, maybe you should call the book This Book Is For Me. And I'm like... Nah, I don't want to buy that. So, but I mean, that might be something else in the future. I don't know. But my my point is, like, if there's something you want to do, don't give up on it. You said about when the book goes out desperately wanting to write another one. That may or may not be the case. But what I can tell you is, you know, I've written music for years. The first time I got signed to a record label, I actually got signed to, I've got tracks signed to four different record labels in the space of about three months. Because the first one gave me the energy to go on and do the
1: others. Well, we're going to come on to that in the next episode.
0: Cool. Your